Yo, welcome to the podcast, guys. Uh, for all you guys who've listened to it before, awesome. For all you guys who listened to it for the first time, hope you enjoy it. It's an awesome podcast. Just a little heads up, we had some audio issues for the first like 10 minutes. So all the audio is through the camera, not the mic. The cord for the mic was like semi-unplugged, so it was scratchy. But the rest of the podcast is good. Everything is mint. Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to everybody who shared the last episode of the podcast on Instagram and tagged me in it. I really appreciate it, helping the podcast grow, helping us get a bigger audience, and uh, just sharing the overall sick content and people's stories. So big shout out to BW Sens, Ethan Harrison, and Robbie Wright for sharing the last episode. If you guys want to be featured on the next episode of the podcast, coming out every Tuesday, Tuesday, every Tuesday, just go take a screenshot of the podcast, tag me in it so I know that you posted it, and I will shout you out in the next episode of the podcast. And spread the love and spread the episodes, because they're getting better and better every day. Me and Patty are dialing them in for you guys, so enjoy. Good morning, Vietnam! We are here for your local and daily news broadcast, including weather and traffic. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to this fantastic... Ooh, I'm shaking, it's so fantastic. Stop looking at the ceiling, Patty. This fantastic episode of... What is the podcast called, sir? Sir Rick? Your mom was tickled in the street last night. That's <laughs> not what the podcast is called. Uh, we might have some editing to do today. Both of us have had long days, and we are uh, got a little extra energy in the tank. So I got no energy. Welcome to this the ADHD over <laughs> oversupply cavern. All right. Well, welcome to this episode of Banged Up with Bruce Oldham and his co-host. That is now officially going to get a co-host and name in the title, Patrick Lindsay, just for this episode. Uh, today's guest is none other than T Pod. This is the T Pod Pod. As I like to call it, I was looking at that in the paper and I was like, that's kind of sick. Teapod Pod. Uh, Troy Pod Milsack is a super gnarly Grom. For those of you guys who don't know him, he uh, skis slope style, big air. Doesn't touch the half pipe, I don't believe, but neither do I, so can't wow. blame him. It's scary. I mean, I, I enjoy it, but it's if scary. If you want to be a good skier, you got to ski the half pipe. It, I enjoy it, you but it's scary. You will not learn proper but edge control I'll give, maneuvering in the I'll give, I'll give him his dues where he, where he gets it because he did just did a triple off of a quarter pipe hit outside his face. Uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I, so I'm not. I'm not saying the half pipe. I'm talking about you. Oh, you me, need to yeah. No, pipe. I don't have half pipe skis, and I also am scared of half pipe. Um, but with that being said, today's guest is Troy Pod Milsack. We have had a couple requests to have him on, and I'm more than more than happy to have him on. He is. Uh, I just had a good idea. What's your idea? I could paint the white bottles with sharpies, and it would dim it just slightly to give a more aromatic tone. You're gonna have to come closer to the mic here. We'll move you to the. the Last time, everyone said it was too loud. <laughs> Yeah, no one said it was too loud. You just got excited when we were talking to Ethan and we were screaming at the thing. All right, so quickly before I called Teapot and started this podcast um, with him, the little pod interview, me and Patty get into it. Um, just a big shout out to all the sponsors and everybody who supports the podcast. All my skiing sponsors, K2 Skis, Vertica Outerwear, Wear Leathers. If you guys want to get anything from Wear Leathers, literally sign in your website. At anything at all. Buy it off Wear Leathers. Use the code BRUCE, all caps, and discount, or no, check out, my bad, and you should get a little discount and a little extra goodies in your bag, and I get a little bit of affiliate commission, so grab yourself a dope pair of mittens and uh, help the kid out. Um, on top of that, we have Mount St. Louis Moonstone, who is helping the kid out as well this season. Probably, definitely, the best ski hill around. All of Ontario, probably my favorite ski hill in general. I just thoroughly love riding there, and I'm going to be spending six to seven days a week there, again like every other year. So I'm excited for that coming up. Park should be good again this year. I'll keep you guys updated as we go along with the pods. And a huge shout out to Red Bull. I have, what is this, Patty? This is the original and 
the yellow, yellow mixed. We it thought we tried something. Don't. It's not good. Yeah, don't mix the two. They're they're not mixed. They're not reason. compatible couples. No, they're not compatible Iron's. couples. But they still get the they're job done. So original and uh, the yellow edition. We are down to just yellow edition. I will mail you this Red Bull. If. If. Is this for one lucky podcast listener? Yes. Okay. What what what, what should what well, you, should be the requirements up, for this one? You came up with the giveaway. You have to you have to figure out what it is. You eat them if you eat it like. No, <laughs> no. All right, we will we will we share. Have, we have three of these. We have three, three of these. So that three don't fit in the fridge, and that's it. Three lucky people that listen to this podcast need to reach out to me, DM me, and we will we will mail you we will mail you a Red Bull, but you have to wolf bite it. Oh, and then drink it. But don't cut your teeth and don't complain to me if that happens. I don't know that. But we, we will put it, <laughs> and we will put you in the next episode of the podcast with a video of you wolf biting it. This is how we're gonna get our fans more interactive. So, uh, three lucky people no, listening okay, to this no, podcast, no, no, reach no. out and you will get a the red first bull. three who send us their address. But you have a sense of you shotgunning it, like the proper, you know, either shotgunning it or wolf biting, wolf biting it, yeah. one or the other, and we will send it to you. All right. With that being said, I'm going to spark up the podcast right now and call Teapod because we are getting out of hand uh, very, very quickly. Here, let me see if I can get them lined up so you can, you can see them too, Patty. Uh, I think I got it figured out right now. Are we looking good with the mic and all? Here, Pat, you want in? Yo, what's up, my man? I'm writing on my guy. How are you? Good. Good to see you, dude. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Dude, the hair's getting long. I like it. Same. I know, right? I yeah. mean... I just started growing out. Yeah. Down, How long has that been? Like uh, summer at least? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. You look almost as gross as this guy. His name's Pat. He's my podcast co-host. Pat, what up, man? Not I'm much. Yeah. yeah. How's it going? Pat's the ex-con. He's a retired, the retired athlete, and he keeps it keeps entertained. The retired benefit. Yeah, exactly. Can you put your hair in a man bun yet? I I think I can actually. I've been able to as of the three days ago. Yeah, he's been he's been able to, and he's been rocking this five panel with his man bun at the back. I, I'm not look. a huge fan it's of it. A new look, but... neither am I. It's been a week, not even a week. It's been three days. <laughs> he's so, I remember uh, my sister like did a man bun, bun thing a while ago, and then I walked upstairs, and my dad was like, "Take that off like, right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, dude. At one point in high school, when I used to go. I used to have like the little like exactly like that man bun and wings on the side, and I got I definitely got ridiculed and definitely never wore that again. Um, yeah, no, no. For all the people that are listening to this podcast, probably not a good call. Anyways, dude. Yeah. How's your summer been, man? I haven't I haven't seen you like since last year, like Calgary almost, or I guess it would be like Woodward or something. It's, it, I, it's almost kind of sad because you see all these guys on the Norad tour and then you like don't see them at all during the summer and then everyone's like grown up. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but my summer's been pretty much just like almost like a kid summer, like not a lot of skiing except for on dry slopes. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I got, I got to go back to uh, Virginia and uh, I pretty much just hung out with friends and be a kid, which was awesome. Nice. How old are you now? Man? I, I just turned 16, so... Oh, yeah, like, so you're still a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Do you got a... Yeah. So, in the States, you do your, like, we call it a G1, so it's like a learner's permit? For your driver's license? Oh, yeah, yeah. so when you turn 15, you get your uh, learner's permit, and then, like, you can drive with your parents and stuff, but you can't actually drive alone until you're 16 and get your license. But when you're 16, you can drive alone. And that's a year ahead of us. Yeah, because we can't drive yeah. alone until we're, like, 17 at least. 
So that's six. You can drive alone now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I can, but my parents don't want me to a lot, but I still do it. Yeah, fair enough. That's respectable. They're looking out for you. When I was sixteen, exactly. when I was sixteen year old years should old, not man, have been driving. I should not have been driving. <laughs> no. yeah, Dude, I took years off my car, like when just drifting for no reason. Um, sick, man. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on. Like, I'm pretty Dude, sure. I, yeah. yeah. I watch all your podcasts. Actually, awesome. So See, pe- people listen to a pack. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> I like it. We got our first fanboy on the podcast. This is awesome. Dude, well, I was excited to talk to you because, um, fuck, man, if you're you're 16 right now and, like, the shit you do on skis is, it's, it's pretty insane, man. You're not 16-year-old content. <laughs> yeah, it, it, dude, it's insane. It's awesome. And you're a super chill guy, and you're always really nice, and I appreciate it. And last year, you let me use one of your K2 skis on the podium, so that was sick. I'm not oh, stoked on that. Yeah, it was a big, big help out. So, uh, yeah, dude, I'm yeah. stoked to have you on. Sweet, so yeah, you said... Yeah, exactly. Um, how much time do you got for a podcast? Dude, I can go all night. Okay, cool. Like, well, me and Pat will I get into it. Just talk till two a.m. Being honest. <laughs> okay. I probably can't go that long. <laughs> we, we, we're old. We're old men now, so we we try to keep our bedtime before eleven. But <laughs> well, you can stay and just talk by yourself. Um, yeah, we we can't do that, man. Our bedtime is like a stiff eleven. We want we try. I tried to stay up. I tried to stay up to like. Crazy. <laughs> Stiff eleven. <laughs> I tried to stay up till twelve to watch the fights last night and passed out at like eleven yeah. and didn't wake up. It was not good. So your summer, you said you've been um doing like normal kid stuff, all that good all yeah. good stuff. Just having fun. Um obviously haven't been doing much skiing, but you guys have the Utah uh airbag, you've been making some trips out there and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was literally at the airbag I think every day I could have been. So Oh, I sick. Was yeah, I was going to ask you how much time you spent out there. Well, so, I got on the US team this year, and then yeah, man, I was able to get up there, like, four days a week, and then train for, like, three hours. Hell and yeah. It's literally, like, a private thing. It's so sick. And you just go lap for lap. It, you can get, like, 20 laps in a day. It's so sick. Dude, that's so dope. That's super sick. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I saw that. Congrats, man. Is that, that's big. Is that just the airbag? Or do they have a full dry slope? I was talking about the U.S. national team, but they have an airbag. <laughs> oh, I was But they don't, have a, they don't have a dry slope, though. Like, they don't have a rail set up, do they? Just the bag? Oh, no, yeah. no, not a rail set up. That bag looks pretty wicked. I was trying to get one... I was trying to get a rail set up in, uh, for the summer in my backyard, but I could never, like, get it, like, fully commit and, like, buy something, so I just yeah. did that. Fair enough. You guys, you got a sick trampoline in your backyard. We have the trampoline oh, here. Yeah. yeah, and, dude, honestly, that thing, like, you spend so many hours on a trampoline in your backyard, it's, like, the best investment ever. Dude, for sure. Literally, like, it, the air awareness that comes out of like having a trampoline is insane. Like yep. you can literally learn any trick, and I don't remember the last time I felt lost like in a trick. Hundred percent. I I I got an Olympic trampoline when I was first year on the provincial team here, and ever since then I never. I don't think I got lost like you said once. You just always know what to do because yeah. you're on there so much because it's addictive. You're like even though you're sore as you could possibly yeah. be, like no, nah, I gotta go on the trampoline. I go. <laughs> so yeah. it just ends up this yeah. vicious cycle. Even if you're just messing around with like small tricks, like doing yeah, like oh, yeah. fives and like bed tricks, 
especially bed tricks. Like, oh, do you dude. do progressions at all? What's that? Do you do progressions at all? Like cork, se- like cork seven, like oh, like oh, wow, like we're a dub ten progression, turn you like on where you do like uh, one and a half to your back, and then for a dub ten set. Oh, yes, yes, I do. That. Yeah, like I, I spend do, uh, hours doing those on the trampoline, like even when my back's sore yes. and stuff, and I find that even that helps like so so much. I got him onto that this summer. Oh, the- yeah, can you ever do? Because you, if you're doing, let's say you're doing a dub ten, you could do like one and a half and then half out, or you could do half in and one and a half out, like end heavy two pieces. Yeah. You ever do those? Well, yeah, well, I was messing around with this summer a lot of, like, um, like, triples. Yeah. Like, yep. I'd be, like, I'd do, like, a dub 10 set and then, like, a double flat off of my back. Yeah. Oh, sick. The exact same feeling and, like, it would just help you get, like, spots down. Yeah. So much better. That's cool. I haven't thought of it Well, like that's that. what happened. Like, when I had my trampoline, you know, you get fired up, you do all the doubles, and then you just start getting hurt. Like, it mangles you to do them all the time. And then I moved on to bed tricks. And then I started doing gymnastics tricks like double fulls or lay full or whatever. Yeah. And then I got onto the progressions and I would just do progressions like two hours a day for whatever yeah. trick I wanted. And it helps so much because you play with your axes and you play with if it goes wrong. Exactly. You just know every possible situation you can get into, which is huge. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like even if like you're caught upside down in a trick, like pretty much you can almost always make it to your feet or back or yeah. like, dude, the best outcome. If I send, if I'm like, if somebody made me like big ass jump, like go to a quad, I would be very comfortable. I would at least, <laughs> I would at least land like on my side or my like, or you my land on your like, head. I would, I would like, no matter what, I would bail out to my side and I would just like eat Break a bag your arm, of dicks. Dislocate like, your shoulder. But I wouldn't die. I wouldn't, I would just land on my side. I wouldn't die. I would just be very sore. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, trick and like get close i would be okay no matter what yeah yeah like you're not gonna land on your head you might get fucked up but you're not gonna yeah. like die or like paralyze yourself what if i what if i call an op yeah. carve triple oh. full okay just the- just chill <laughs> just just okay. chill that. and no and no no fulls we don't do fulls around here op carve lay full <laughs> uh, sick cool man so where do you live i live in park city Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So the bag's really close for you. Yeah. Like, how far is that bag way? Uh, it's pretty much like fifteen minutes. Oh, that's like too easy. From my house. Yeah, that's so yeah, so sick. Literally five minutes from Park City. It's oh, so that's that's pretty. Dude, I went. I got thought after the Woodward comp. Yeah. It was like the day in between Big Air. Instead of doing Big Air training, I went. I got went and rode Park City for the first time. It's yeah. so cool, man. It's so sick. It's the best. It's the best. It's not that good for like big tricks but like if you want to cruise take fast laps and do like fives and stuff yeah and, like it's like 20 rails you can get in a lap and it's so sick dude it was it, like yeah, when road. you watch the videos of like all that it's the stuff out of park city it looks so much different than when you actually go to it at least from my perspective i was like dude they have like the biggest jumps ever at park city like the <laughs> i i thought the train park was gonna be like like the entire hill like huge and it's like the same size as the louis outback yeah. like but like just super sick and like lots of rails and like really cool features and stuff. Yeah, I've never been there, so it's you see all the edits. It kind of it's hard it, to it get looks an idea way different than the yeah. idea of what you get. Okay, I think it's weird when you uh, see like all the edits of a place and mm-hmm. then you actually go there and it yeah. gives you like a complete opposite vibe and you're just like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah, yeah that was my Definitely. that was my exact like feeling when I went to Park City for the first time. Like I still had an insane time there. It was super fun, but it was like this is yeah. way different than I expected. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's super sick. I'm trying to think of another situation. It was so yeah. funny because, like, literally, my first lap, because we didn't want to pay for passes, and we were, somebody told us that, like, yeah. I you can walk up to the park lift and, like, they won't check your passes, like, sometimes. So we, like, kind of walked up and just, checks. yeah, we just, like, kind of acted like we knew what we were doing. But literally, we walk up with our skis, and the people that come right in front of us was Simon Dumont and Tom Walsh when they're filming the video. So, like, my yeah. first ever lap at Park City, Simon Dumont and Tom Walsh were in the chairlift right in front of me. I was like, what the fuck? No way, yeah, it was super that's sick. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah, kind of like. Another thing about Park City is like, when you're skiing, you ski with a really sick crew. Yeah. Pretty much 100. It's like, you don't go up there and like, even, even if you don't plan on skiing with people, you're going to meet up with people and have a really sick crew to be with. Yeah. That's a lot like early season training when we go to Breck or Keystone. Like when Keystone's yeah. got rails and. Do do tours kind of going on a bracket? It was you'd you'd see everyone riding Keystone and you just run into all sorts of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sick. Mount St. Louis is like good like that. There's always lots of people that you know to ride with, but it's like just local people. It's just locals and it's not as like a high level of like. You're usually running the show if you're talent. I would say, but it is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So, dude, do you want to leak any tricks you've been working on at uh at on the airbag this year? What what do you have in mind? Dude, I mean, a lot of, uh, like, just grabs, I would say. Because yep. I feel like I have the technicality. I just need to get, like, grabs and, like, make everything look smoother, you know? Cause yeah, for sure. Because I kind of go back and work on, like, everything with every grab possible. Mm -hmm. Makes everything more comfortable, for sure. Dude, I would say that's yeah. it. I would say that's, like, the 100% the right way to do it, for sure. It's it's crazy how much a grab can change the feeling of a trick. Like if you do a dub twelve lead blunt, it's not the same trick at all <laughs> as a dub twelve meet. They also flamed people yeah. flamed people last year for anything boot safety too. Oh yeah. Like in yeah. all the comps. You can't grab boot safety anymore. Like, you gotta be like up Dude, here it, or it's so weird how that changed because the you, year before that it was like you could do safety, safety, safety and now last year it was like if you did one safety in your run you you get like, yeah, you like, it like, yeah, you get flamed. It wasn't like a thing. Like, if you watched any like ski edits up to like 2014, and then all of a sudden there was like the era of like style of like wide safety grabs, and it just kind of took off. Yeah. And now they're like, no, okay, we gotta, we gotta, go back <laughs> we gotta to get a rain on this. <laughs> you can make safety grabs look good though. Oh, like, you absolutely like a nice can. safety grab, like feet together and pull it out to the side or something. You like, or, like change the tweak while you roll. A wide safety in the right trick too looks good. Just like a classic yeah. dub 10, holy fuck, I'm going over my head twice grab does, does not, not cut it. does not look good, no. no. Okay, so the wide safety, like the dub leg, it feels so sick in the air, but oh, it yeah. just looks so wack. Yeah. Like, you have to I, have the right axis for it, I think. I always do the dub leg safety, but yeah. it feels so sick, and then I'll watch a video and be like, dude, that was so wack. <laughs> yeah but yeah, like dude it's really good for getting your axes dialed in too though like i did a couple like i was sure. i was trying to do triples like on the airbag at um in quebec this year i was trying to do it with mute and i'm like just sneaking them around and then i did a couple dub tens with safety yeah. and then just like tried to do a triple like that and i like you overcooked it yeah i was like back. holy shit i have like twice as much power yeah yeah, yeah. it changes your like, and you can see a lot more when you do the wide yeah. leg safety, it kind of makes everything like spinnier and you yeah. just look so much faster. Because you could trail that one foot down and then pull around on the second one and it yeah. just... It's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sick, dude. So, I mean, after that, obviously you went to Sasfe. We were, we were talking about this yeah. earlier. Triple, dude. 
Mad yeah, respect for doing a wild. triple on a quarter pipe. That's insane. That was wild. Um, but yeah, tell us about that and your trip. Tell us about that whole experience. Well, I saw my homie uh, Luca do yeah. that triple, and I was like, I was like, shit, man, that was like really sick. I need to get that down, and then I just tried it, and it went. I guess so. Oh, I just tried yeah. it. It went. I guess so. <laughs> That's insane. Did you like spook up? Go ahead. I, the band was not that dope, but. It just hurt? So, why not? Yeah. Dude, it hurts so bad. Dude, I can imagine because, like... like, Yeah, dude, I can imagine because, like, I've... Like, when I was used... Like, last year, there was a bunch in the contest. And, like, when you boost them, it hurts so much because you go so high and the landing's not steep enough. And, like, to do a triple, like... Well, in the video, I'll put the video in the podcast, but, dude, you boosted it. And I looked at that video and I was like, that does not look fun, but, like, that's insane. No. No. I, I just did it because why not? Yeah, no, dude, you have to get that send in there once in a while. Did you do a bunch of warm-up dub 10s? Like, I've never dub 10 to QP, I so I don't know what it feels two. like. Two? Yeah. yeah. I did two, and then I was like, my coach was like, yo, you should do a triple just for fun. I was like, all right. <laughs> I, like, I was like, don't think about it, don't think about it. And I dropped like straight away because I didn't, didn't want to think about it. It was so scary. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame you. A lot you. of times, that's definitely the best option. <laughs> Is it like... <laughs> Is it a lot different than doing it off a normal jump, or is it, like, pretty similar? It was easier, dude. It literally sent me into it. Like, oh, shit. I set it, like, a jump 10, and it just, it was, like... Snapped around? Imagine doing, like, a triple on a really, really flippy jump. On a, on a mogul's like jump, like, a doubles of water. Well, do, you ever, do you ever do corks in the half pipe? No, bro. I, I don't. I mean, I will sometimes, but it's bad. I remember yeah, when I did the first one, I was like, "Oh man, I'm so scared!" And all I did was a nine and kind of dipped a little bit, and it was just like immediate cork nine. Like the pipe just sets you for what that yeah. it works for corks real well. Same with alley oop flat five; those roll so well. Oh yeah, for sure. That's sick, man. That's super sick. So you guys went to because you guys didn't have to quarantine, or you guys would have had to quarantine in Sasfe, but You went to Austria first, or what did you guys do? Yeah, we had to go to Austria and quarantine 10 days there. And then, but it wasn't even... But you could, like, travel and stuff, right? We could, like, go out. We just couldn't leave Austria. Oh, so that's... You were quarantined to the country of Austria. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So you just got to hang out in Austria. Yeah, it really wasn't bad at all. And then we just went to Banger Park and then uh, Hintertux. Sick. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Banger Park because I've seen a lot of videos of there and their airbag looks super sick. Is it, like... Better, better than Utah's or like what is the deal with this it? preset? It's it's like uh, twice as good, honestly. How so? It's, uh, the in run is so smooth, and then the lip is like literally like a perfect jump lip. It's insane. Yeah, like when I like all the videos I look at, it looks like the takeoff's like super wide, and it looks like the the so material. Yeah, it looks like the material's like super easy to carve on and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually uh, did, like, a carving dub set. Like, I've never done it, but I was like, why don't I just learn it there? Because I can actually carve. That's, That's pretty sick. cool. Yeah. It, it was super chill for all of that stuff. How big is it? Like, you could comfortably float out triples, or? Uh, I was debating quadding it, so. So, yeah. Enough time. It's pretty sick. It's lofty. That's it's super sick. Lofty. Yeah, because the one it's in. Crazy. Have you ever been to Maximize, or no? No, I've never been to Maximize. Yeah. It looks sick, though. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's like 
in terms of like carving on it, like switch, like you don't really, you can carve on it forward, but you don't really want to because the in run's not that wide. Also, and the like, bag's not super wide. And the bag's not super it. wide either. Yeah, if you carve, like I've seen a couple of people like come close to biffing it and like. No way. Oh yeah, I saw one person hit like that red, like the bumper on the side, like land like taco it, and like they almost fell over the other That's side of it. So loose. Yeah, but like as long as you don't carve really hard, it's pretty good. But like triples yeah. on that, like you can get a triple around pretty pretty good as long as you have a good set. But anything past that, it's, yeah. like, pretty, like, not going to happen. So, that's yeah. it. The PC bag is, it's, like, big. But it's mm-hmm. not, it's definitely not as big as Banger Park. But the thing about the PC bag is, it, the transition is absolutely insane. It's, like, so hard to go switch. It's, like, hard going forward on it. It's literally so steep and then such an abrupt transition. It's, like, it's actually scary. Reminds me of, um... Water apps? Yes. Yeah, I've actually, like, I've heard of that from um, a couple people there talking about how steep it is. Like, it's just a really quick transition that, like, hitting a switch can be sketchy if you're not, like, used to it or ready for it. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Sick, dude. Well covered that bud let's get into uh, let's get it let's get into the basic questions man so you're 16 right. just turned 16 and yeah i mean you're already where you are now so when did you start skiing dude like when did you start skiing and when did you start park skiing i guess would be the two questions two and one well yeah. uh, when i started skiing i was about six okay i was like I was actually grew up skiing in this place called Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Liberty, Virginia, and it was like a dry slope. Yeah. And it was it was like an actual dry slope hill. It's crazy. And then uh, I kind of grew up skiing there, and then I moved to Park City when I was about like fourish. And then I just started skiing from there, and then uh, I joined the race team, and then yeah. So you did. Yeah. So you did racing. Uh, for how many yeah. years? Or, like, just, like, one year, and then you said, fuck it? Dude, I did it for, like, two years, and then I just remember it just wasn't fun, and, like, the coaches were kind of mean to me, I guess, because I would always be jumping on stuff, and... Yeah, yeah. they always want... I actually got kicked out. <laughs> They're, like, school <laughs> teachers. <laughs> yeah. Out of the program? They kicked me out because I jumped into the half pipe, and I went too big in the half pipe, so... They kicked me out for the day, and I just remember that that was that's it. Was that's hilarious. That's usually how that that stuff works. But dude, these racing programs—they get a lot. They, a lot of good skiers come from racing programs. I have racing. They just don't fit in, like you said. They don't conform yeah. to the. Oh, you gotta stay here and do this. All that boring crap that doesn't work for yeah. us idiots. <laughs> I just, I never liked how they told you this is the way you have to do it. Yeah, like, exactly. No, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so cliche for, like, a skiing story, but, like, it's literally how, like, most people came up. And, like, honestly, like, these racing programs, like, as boring as they can be, like, for fundamentals and, like, teaching young kids, like, the proper tech, like, how to ski, like, well, because it is important as much as it is. Like, you see a lot of skiers, not a lot, but, like, you there's a couple of skiers that are good at jumping and stuff like that, but, like, when they're riding into the jumps, you're like, oh, my God, this guy, like, doesn't really know how to ski. That was me for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was for sure me uh, two years ago, and then I got back into a racing program, actually. Like I recently? What's that? Recently? Like two years ago you got into a racing program? 
Yeah, like two two years ago, I was I had I went back and I trained with this one guy. He actually taught me how to carve and ski the right and proper way. Dude, that's sick. That's yeah, really that's smart so of you. Actually, that's a very good decision for sure. Yeah, that's super sick. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, did you make that decision, or did like your parents like trying to co- coax well, you into that? Well, I was just looking at the way I skied, and then uh, I remember my coach was like, "Dude, maybe we gotta, maybe, maybe we got get you into like a racing program because like you just do not know how to ski." I was like, "Yeah," and then my my dad actually set me up with that one. So, dude, but that's like yeah. for you to be able to like at that age to be like to bite that bullet and be like, you know what, I guess I do have to do that and go back. That's like, that's super good. That's sick, that's man. A, I Not a lot of people would yeah. do that. I went through that phase with Saxon. He made me, he just wouldn't, we went to Momentum, the glaciers all set up. He's like, you're skiing flats all day. And I had to just carve switch, carve yeah. forward. And then I got into the half pipe and that's when it really clicked. Like riding pipe with the proper shin pressure and edge control, totally like, you're so much more comfortable on your skis in all situations. Just like riding out, landing a little weird. It's so, so critical to helping your overall performance. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, you see a lot of good like parks, like people that ski park really well um, come from like big mountains like Whistler, or, like the Candy Thovexes, like oh, yeah. that come from like skiing a big mountain. Just yeah. like their background is like skiing, like just hard, gnarly skiing, stuff, skiing, yeah. skiing, skiing, and then like they get into park. Skiing, skiing. You do it. You ski, skiing. I would not call what I do at Mount St. Louis <laughs> skiing. The run takes me ten seconds to get down the hill. You just whack some rails and if some I jumps. if I if I butt tuck, I will be at the bottom within five seconds. But there are a lot of rails, yeah. so I can I can get used to that. But other than that, no, it's not like like if there's a different kind of skiing, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Cool, dude. So you have are, now that you're on the U.S. team. Is TJ still your coach or no? Or how's that yeah, work? I, I'm definitely not going to leave TJ because I think yeah. TJ adds so much. And, like, TJ has just taught me so much about style. and Yeah, it's good just, if you I get a good know, coach. He's helped my skiing come such a long way that I just, I really need him. Mm. I still think I need, I think i I kind of grown in that I don't need a coach that bad anymore. But yeah, but it helps. You got what that. I need now is someone to teach me, like, grabs and stuff like that so yeah you gotta like you built like a relationship and trust with him too so you know if he says something or if you say something that usually it means more than just being like no i don't want to do it today there's a reason behind it it's not you're just you know wanting to slack off it's just something with it and yeah it definitely helps a lot for your progression yeah yeah i would not do a lot of i wouldn't have done that triple in the shark fin if he wasn't there yeah you you trust his opinion absolutely yeah when you have yeah, a good coach, yeah. I've been with him for two years. He yeah. knows you, I so you can, yeah. I've been with him for like two years, and we built up kind of like trust and stuff like that, so it's good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it, it helps you so much, too, because you're always comfortable with what's going on. For sure. Yeah, and having a guy like TJ around is not a bad thing. Not at all. <laughs> no, not, not at all. all. <laughs> well, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because every time, I obviously, TJ's a huge, like, He's a good... Yeah, he's, he's a huge idol of ours. Like, growing up, you watch the videos and stuff like that. But, oh, like, yeah. I've met him, like, at contests because he's coaching you and stuff. And he's, like, the nicest dude I've ever met. And I was wondering how he is as a coach. And he always seemed like he'd be a really sick coach to have. So, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's great. Does he uh, does he still throw down when you guys are out in the park? Does he come around and just, like, every dude. once in a while throw down? Okay, so when I first started coaching with him he would throw down all the time i remember 
we would literally just lap and he'd do like court fives and stuff and then he actually started having like knee problems again because he tore his ACL so many times and yeah. so he just kind of stopped which sucks yeah but I always try to like get him to do like court fives or something chill but he won't because his knee's too hurt no, yeah. I don't want to get that. Pat, Pat has Pat has been through that. He's not. He's trying to refrain from going there. I can't stop it though. It's a problem. Yeah, it's hard because like, hey, you yeah, like you want to keep skiing and stuff, but you know like at a certain point, if you do any more damage, you're not even gonna be able to do like other stuff that you want to do in your life, which is like. Exactly. And I've had three knee surgeries now, and I don't want to have a fourth. No, that's not. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Um, so. I mean, from what I've seen, I haven't seen, or from what I know, I guess, you haven't had, like, a lot of big injuries. Have you had any big injuries, like, or you've been, like, pretty injury-free so far? Knock I mean, on I haven't had, like, anything too bad. I mean, I've definitely hit my head a couple times. Yeah, for I've sure. Been, like, where you're like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Definitely a couple concussions, but like no like broken bones or ACLs or anything like that. Not from skiing no, no, at least. Nothing like that. That's so huge because as soon as you get in that situation, you lose so much that's, progression. Dude, that's what it is. It's just progression. Like that's why I didn't come back. There's no way I could have caught up again after what I lost. Well, yeah, that and it was like not walking for like eight months was pretty brutal. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that is brutal. <laughs> well, like it's like. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I, I've been pretty knock on wood, but like I've been pretty fake wood. Fake wood, yeah, knock on fake wood. But I've been pretty like injury safe, like free in, in terms of skiing my whole career. But yeah. like I've seen a lot of people like as I've been like learning, like in like competing and stuff, that will get injured. And like you do your ACL and you're out for a whole year, and that's a year that people are people are like training and getting better and better, and you're like just trying to get back to where you were before the injury and it's like it takes a lot yeah. takes a lot out of you for sure it's hard for to come sure. up yeah I think it's always if it's a question like a safety question it's always better to play it safe so you can fight another day and keep skiing yeah absolutely well dude look at you look at me both of us like to set and we both hawk our meat like we do some big tricks and calculated set yeah. yeah but like I, I like what I like to call it is it's a calculated set like you and I both know for a fact like if I try this trick, I know, like, the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to roll to my side and I'm going to get bodied. But, like, exactly. I, I, I'm very sure I'm going to land it, but, like, worst case, I'm going to be able to do this. Obviously, accidents happen, like, doing little tricks. You can tear your ACL, like, yeah, somehow, but, like, seven. there's a lot of people out there that are, like, just, I w- would be the opposite of what I call calculated send, where they just, like, just hawk their meat and hope it all goes well. And that's exactly. not the... Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the work plan. I definitely like to analyze stuff a lot before I do it and kind of think about it. And then, or I guess, I don't know, I, I'll switch. I feel like my skiing and like Zen styles kind of switch. Like this trip in Europe, I was like almost like turning my brain off. Okay. Before I would do tricks. Yeah. And like have to think about it. It was, it was super weird, actually. No, but that makes sense. Yeah, I do that for some tricks. Like, sometimes you overthink it, and, like, it just, it, you just you mess yourself up in your head. And sometimes, yeah. like, you don't think about it enough, and you mess yourself up in your head. Well, you spend a lot of time so, thinking yeah. about it off the slopes. And all that training you put in when you're not on the slopes is 
more than enough when you start to think about the little things because usually that's what it is when you're nervous before a trick that's what ruins you if you start to overthink it right before for for me it's like always been kind of like a obviously like not going way out of my comfort zone but like always it's always been kind of like a mood thing like if it's a really really shitty day but i'm feeling really good and i'm stoked and i'm landing some tricks and i'm having fun i'm not scared of going out and trying a new trick or like I'm not worried about going to try a gnarly new trick, but if it's like a nice sunny day and I'm just having a shit day for some reason and my head's not in it and like yeah, that's when you gotta stop. That's when and I'm like and my coach is like, can you like try this new trick? It's a perfect weather day, but I'm like no. just not feeling like I mean obviously like you you push through to a certain extent, but like you also have to be like okay, well I'm just not today's not the day, which some people don't yeah. do. Yeah, that that's when that's a scenario where I could see myself not being able to make it to my feet is when I'm kind of off and not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. For sure, for sure. Cool. Well, so did you have any influences to getting into park skiing or was it just like, did you ski with anybody or was it just you, like, by yourself kind of getting into it? Uh, it was definitely my brother. My brother and I used to ski uh, back in the day. He was actually a snowboarder. Okay. And I would see him at all these contests and then finally uh, my dad decided to enter me in one and then it was actually ski cross, the first ever contest thing I did, and then <laughs> That's I just started doing like all these other contests, and then it just took off from there. That's super sick, man. So, do you do? Did you do any other sports growing up, or was it like almost only skiing? No, I played soccer up until the middle of last year. Okay, and then I quit just. Time. I was over it, and then like all the other kids were like actually training and trying to play soccer, and I was like, I just want to ski, man. Yeah. So I just quit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sick. Cool, dude. Um, so what's the? You've been in a lot of cool places. Obviously, we've talked about Switzerland and all that stuff. But what's the coolest yeah. place you've? What's the coolest place you've been? Like, in terms of skiing or otherwise, yeah. if you want to add something else in. Uh, definitely the coolest place I've ever been is probably New Zealand. Yeah, oh, retweet. Absolutely. He tells me nonstop about how sick Switch or New Zealand is. He's like, New he Zealand's the sickest. Me. New Zealand's the sickest. And I'm like, it, it's the no. sickest. Like, okay, it's like it's a chill whistler. <laughs> it's like warm and sunny in the village, and then it's like fully winter in the the glacier. It's super yeah. sick. The park there's sick too. The way it runs from like the big yeah. like comp line to like the small like jumps, and then you get some rails, and then you can oh, go yeah. over the big air. Like, it's so sick. Dude, the bigger jump is probably the most terrifying, but best jump I've ever yeah, You got no room. Like, if you land back seat, you're going to just launch into the kid's hill. Like, just right off the turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty true. <laughs> but it is, the year I was there, it was so flat. And I remember just doing corks. And it was just like, you just ejected and just fell. And it was so weird. But it was the biggest jump I'd ever hit. It was so, so Dude, fun, though. It was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, you were all in and you were like, oh, my God. Gosh. When it's I was like scary. when we were there, like the first time we go over to hit it, because we've been riding like the main park for like a few days, and this snowboarder speed checked it, but he's a little late, and he went right off the top and just fell like twenty feet and was like taken down in the toboggan. Because they like, cut the back off, of it. yeah, fully yeah. cube jump, and right yeah, off the yeah. back. <laughs> it's like a fifteen foot wedge. Oh man! And the guy got like I don't know what happened to, him, but he couldn't walk, and he was taken down. In the sh- I was like, oh dude. <laughs> you guys, no, you guys haven't convinced me yet. <laughs> Once I make a trip out there, I'll decide for myself, but it does sound pretty sick. Dude, it's sick. If you want to learn, like, 
some really big tricks. That jump? Yeah, that jump's insane. It's so good. It's like, okay, you just gotta get used to how big it is and then you're chilling. Yeah, it, everything's so slow, it's just... Is it's it, so like, easy. how much bigger is it than the Aspen Open jump? Like, the one that we hit throughout the year. The big air. Dude, that's, dude, literally it feels like 20 feet bigger. Holy shit. It's so much time, man. <laughs> That's huge. It's like its own hill. It's its own run. Like, it's a designated designated run. Yeah. <laughs> we were there... We from the top of that run. Oh, yeah. We were there, and they were doing the New Zealand Winter Games. That time we were there, like, I don't know how many years ago. They do it every four years. And yeah. we somehow got roped into the closing ceremonies. They were going to do, like, a train. It's, like, 30 people supposed to hit the jump with fireworks and parachuters coming in. And when they gave us two, they gave us two runs to do this for the for the ceremony. It was on TV, and the first run, the people ahead of me were getting further ahead, so I tried to catch up, and I like overshot, and then fifteen people behind me all overshot, and then ten minutes later we're on TV about to do it. <laughs> That's sick. That was not fun. That's so scary. What's the best course you've ever ridden? Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah. I gotta either say. Aspen, like two years ago, okay, or one year ago, or Calgary this year. Oh, oh you like the one? Calgary comp this year? The course was sick. Was it broken okay. up as usual? Uh, no. So they got rid of one of the. What did they get rid of? They got rid of the loose track, so they moved it oh, over. Okay. So you didn't have it used to be a st- stupid like S run halfway in the middle. There's still an S run, but, but it wasn't super bad. bad this year. I mean, okay. a little bit. It's not that bad. No. I don't know if you skied there like three years ago or whatever, but it was it was really wide. bad. It was pretty bad before, but so it wasn't that bad. Was there three years ago. Yeah, but like they had the new rails there at Calgary this year, which was pretty good, and they had um, yeah, yeah, they had they the new rails. Yeah, but, like, that quarter pipe was good. I just, the only thing I didn't like about it was I had trouble with speed a couple times, like, well, obviously, like, a decent amount of the contest, but then there was that, I mean, other than that, it was pretty good. The big air was super busted on that, but it was still fun. I I had a lot of fun, but it was so funny. Dude, because, like, what did, because it just snowed a bunch, right? Or we had an uphill wind or something, and nobody could make the jump. It was so yeah, bad. It was up to win. And then, yeah, that was such a crappy contest, bro. Dude. Like, the bigger, but the slope side was fun. Like, I felt like the contest days weren't that sick, but the practice days, it was super so fun. Good. That's yeah. usually how it works. So you get a good week of practice, and it's minus 17 and windy. Dude, for but like we had, like, days. Matt Margetts. We were talking about this. Who's I talking about this with? Uh, Graham, like, uh, my ski coach. And, like, um, literally that contest, because, like, we had big air, and we all had, like, two runs to train for big air and it was on the last jump of the course but we all had to like everybody was trying to get trying to get speed and like either you try to roll the knuckle in between the two like yeah. crossover jumps or you like try to like gap and everybody would like try to butt tuck as fast as they could and like absorb the second jump and just land flat and then like and then and then try to have as much speed as you possibly could butt tuck into the tranny and then knuckle and like Matt Margetts had a video of like literally because we had what we had like one practice lap or like two I think we only had, like, two. Dude, we had two. <laughs> yeah. So, and everybody wanted to go so bad. So, like, 50 people dropped within, like, like, right, right, like within, a, within a minute of each other. Like, there was, like, 10 feet between everybody. And there's a video of, like, all 50 kids knuckling by, like, a foot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And just riding out. It was so bad. Dude, I remember that. That was so hectic. I felt like it was, uh, we were all just, like, 
we literally, I remember skiing down for that one practice lap and literally seeing like five other people right next to me. And I was like, oh my God. Dude, I was. No way. I was just <laughs> spread out and just do the biggest <laughs> carving trick. No, because, you can do. no, you couldn't carve at all. Um, <laughs> no. No, well, no. speed, I guess. Right, right. No, but like, I was doing rodeos just to try to make it past the knuckle. And like, I'm doing a rodeo yeah. and there's like somebody like. Literally, like, three feet in front of me, and they they knuckled it. I'm just like, just, like, slip right past them. I'm like, oh, shit. That's so, I could just imagine you're in the train, you're watching people knuckle. There's people beside you, you're like, well, fuck, here we go. Dude, I had to strip some layers to make that jump. I was down to, I was down to, like, the base layers. Were you taping your, like, pants tight yeah. now? You get the duct tape out and start taping everything up? I, I took off my jacket and went in my underlayer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that helped. It was yeah. like the wackest. It looked so wack, but I made the jump. So. Yeah, exactly. Nope. A lot of other people did not make the jump. So that was a good contest, actually. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I was, it was busted, but it was the fun. There. The slope the course was sick. Were yeah, the vibes were fun. Everybody was bitching about that jump in the wind, and I was just like, had my music in, and I was having a good time. I was oh, making yeah. the jump. Like, just making it, but I was making it. Dude, yeah, I remember riding up with someone. Uh, I forgot who it was. I was riding up with these two people, and they were just talking about how like crappy it was. And I was like, "Fine, you guys can just like just get mad about how this is so bad, but I'm just gonna go and do the best I can do." No point. Hey, dude. No point. Dude, we were, the day we were, with that mentality. Both of us were vibing, and both of us did well that at that big air event. Yeah, so. we, you got second, I got third. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, keep it happy. We're and keep fun, it loose, so. and you're golden. Let everybody else. Hurt themselves with that <laughs> negative shit. Yeah, I, was, I was like, honestly, like having everyone have a bad attitude made me just want to ski even more. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, well, this just gives me a better chance of doing well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the other contest I really, really enjoyed this year too was um, the Woodward one, like the back to back Woodward ones. That was a sick event. The, that was fun. Dude, the weather I, there was like, the weather there was perfect, like almost every single day. So good. Yeah, and then I've never been to Woodward or at Woodward before. And like it's like the you yeah, have I've been. never I've skied copper Woodward copper but I've never it been it was Woodward, Woodward copper that we were at right oh I did pipe contest there but no, I never Woodward Park City oh Woodward Park my bad but it was Woodward Park City but like they had like the sickest indoor skate park like the sickest like uh like uh foam pit jumps like for the rollerblades and everything else yeah. like that I was so pissed because I went to do a rev tour at Copper Mountain a while ago. And I really wanted to go to Woodward, but we never had time because I had to bus there from like, or I got a ride there from Breck or something. I don't remember, but I was so pissed I didn't get to go there. Dude, it's... I was there for like a week straight training and competing. I couldn't go. I was like, oh, come no on, man. I could see the building. I was Do you spend that. any time at Woodward like at all or no? Just like inside? Yeah, like not at the actual like ski hill. Uh, yeah, in the winter I do a lot just because my tramp is yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, dude, it's I super sick. That'd be a wicked job, dude. That'd be, job, job, dude. That'd be awesome. Pick up some honeys, hang out, go trampolining. Exactly. Priorities. Skateboard, you need right rollerblade, there. whatever you need. Yeah. No, it's a it's fun, man. I like I I went there and like I walked through the doors and I'm like oh my god I feel like a 14 year old kid again and I like went and like got a pair of rollerblades and I literally like. Before my comp, left your watch there. I left my, my watch got stolen there. I like, but I would like rollerblade for like two hours before my comp run. Like, I would just be no ripping. Way. Yeah, I was getting demoed in the little mini pipe trying to learn how to rollerblade. <laughs> and then like, uh, and then my my coach is like, dude, you have to compete and like trainings in like thirty minutes. I'm like, ah shit. And I'm like rollerblading in full on snow pants and everything like that. 
And my ski helmet because you had to wear a helmet. Priorities, man. You're, you're, you're just in this mindset. You're having a good time, so you're going to throw down. That's how she works. I had to buy, I bought a pair of rollerblades this summer, like specifically because of that trip. No way. Yeah, and then I didn't rollerblade at all. <laughs> I rollerbladed like four or five times and I got too busy and forgot about them. But yeah, next time. I actually got a pair this winter because uh, me and my friends were just messing around with uh, at the ramps at Woodward. Yeah. Like all winter. You can make a vert ramp. That's super sick, yeah. Our, yeah. our like, I you obviously don't know where Perry Sound is, but Perry Sound is, we don't have a good skate park by any means. It's probably like nothing. One, it's like it might be one of the worst skate parks you're ever gonna see. So, it's really not as fun to rollerblade here as it is in like, as at like Woodward or something. But, it's still good. Yeah. Sick, dude. We've banged out almost fifty minutes now. So I got a couple right more. Now. I got a couple more quick questions for you, and then I'll I'll let you go because us old guys gotta get to bed. Cool. All I right. Gotta grab a charger real fast. Yeah. Yeah. No worries, man. I can ask my own question. <laughs> you want to ask your own question? It's weird. You, you know, he has a question. Well, I was going to say Patrick has a question. Well, yeah, but you made me. You make me um, make the online yeah. <laughs> comments when I could have just. All right, cool. So I've been doing this thing where I've been asking all the Patreon members to send in questions for the guests. So here we only got we only got three today. So we'll let Pat read them yeah. off. Pat where do you see off. yourself in five years from now? No, that's now. not. That's that's after this. Well, we'll do it first. I've asked we'll, it now. <laughs> okay, well, so we'll do it first. Yeah. Sorry, my brother walked in. Dude, no worries, man. He can come say hi. He can hop on the pod. We're open to having new guests. We're a loving community here. <laughs> I mean, he can talk, talk to you about how he plays Fortnite and video games all day. We don't, we don't do that. You're interested in that. I no. tried to play Fortnite, but I only play with my friends or I get bored after one game. We've match. neglected like, ourselves from video games. It's not as productive as we Unless like it's be. Skate 3, I can fall into a wormhole Skate 3 skate for three, sure. <laughs> skate 3 can get it. You don't play any video games at all? Dude, honestly, yeah, I'm a big gamer to be honest. I, I try not to. Like this summer, I didn't really play any video games at all because I was just doing so much stuff. Yeah, but like. But once I get into something, I'll game for a while. Yeah, but like, I I I will play games if I have nothing else to do. But I'm not gonna not do something to play video games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of like that with like TV series or like yeah TV shows or something. Like I'll get into like I don't start like reading a book or I don't start like reading like or watching a Netflix series because I know once I start. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch like every I'll single watch episode. I watched six seasons yeah. of Modern Family in like two weeks, but then I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I still exactly. got like five to go, but I can't watch them. I'm just like, nah. Yeah, if you start again, you're fucked. Yeah. All right, Pat, ask the question. I did. I uh, oh, I'll, well, you I'll, have to repeat it because no, obviously. No, we'll start again. All right, Brendan Mayer, favorite memory from Sass Fay. Oh, here you go. Favorite memory from Sass Fay. Brendan Mayer's question. My favorite memory. Yeah. Okay. Highlight of the so, trip. Favorite yeah, memory. Okay. I don't know. My favorite memory is definitely, um, I was rooming with Dickie Thomas, yep. and there was this cat that came into our- hey, Megan got a hat cat, too. <laughs> apartment little place, yep. and we were just kind of playing with him for like 30 minutes. It was so funny. That's pretty sick. Not bad. Highlight yeah. of the trip. There you go. I would, I would mark that yeah. down as a highlight of the trip. Cats yeah. over triples. Is it sure. wasn't your sister there too? Yeah, my sister was in Sasfay and she had a cat wander into her room and stay there for a night too. <laughs> so maybe it's the same. Peed on something and she got mad. <laughs> yeah, it peed on her shit. Guy. It peed on her stuff, so she kicked it That's out. That's a communal cat. It gets around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's this dude? 
next question comes from Aki Naluri, I think. I think I nailed it. I, I might not have nailed it. What is the what is your dream trick growing up? Like, what was your dream trick you always wanted to do growing up? Dude, that's so hard. I, I know. So many of them. I always wanted to be the first person to do a switch triple misty. I don't know why, but that was like I want to do it. And I don't know if it, has anyone done a switch triple. Spaguder did one Spaguder in X Games did? last oh, year. Damn it! And uh, Cody Laplante tried. <laughs> Not that I was ever gonna do one, but I mean, hey, <laughs> damn it. Cody LaPlante tried one like a while back. Remember that guy at Threadbow that tried one at that big air jump and got absolutely lost? Speaking of not getting lost in the air, I'm trying to remember who this was. This was like four years ago. I remember He this. tried to switch Triple Misty and like fully landed on his head. He did like one... I think that was Cody LaPlante at no, New Zealand. No, no. He was on head skis. I'm trying to remember who he is. He did like a dub to 12 and then like spun back the other way and like it was bad. I'll, I'll find the video. I'm not sure who I don't it think was. he does Misty, though, does he? I'll find it. Time out. Pat will find it. Anyways, back back to your question. What was the dream trick growing up? I, I think it would probably be like a triple 14. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just when I was like 10 and probably like even younger than that, I was like, I think I saw Nick Gepper do it and I was like, that's the trick. That's the trick I want to learn. That's yeah. like, that's like. That trick I know that I'll be pretty that's like dub 10 for me because people weren't doing triples in 2012 it was just like if you did a wicked dub 10 or 12 it was like yes that's it when i started on the team mine was four mine was four-way dubs once yes, i had four-way four way dubs that once was i had four-way dubs i knew i made it yeah. now i have four-way dubs and i'm not certain <laughs> i made it so yeah anyways when i got hurt you needed four dubs and like a couple fourteens to get on national team. Now you need to be, like, no. If you had if you had four dubs and a couple fourteens, you were in X Games back. Like, yeah, this is that. But you were on the NAT team. Was my point. Yeah. Now, if you have four dubs and a couple fourteens, you're like, I don't know, man. I'll see what you're at next year. Like, you're doing good in the Noram circuit. Yeah, you're doing good in the Noram. You're doing good in the Noram circuit. Four dubs and a couple fourteens for sure. Yeah, you're you're probably like that. Probably be like high Noram. Yeah, you're top ten for sure. Yeah, yeah. it used to be nine. Because I didn't have, I didn't have any, I didn't do any fourteens last year, and I was like up there for sure. So, but like, yeah, obviously there is people like you. You did both white triple fourteens at Aspen Open, and I was sitting there, I was like, holy fuck, here we go. It's so crazy. Like, that that's what a Noram is. Dude, that I'm wasn't like, even X Games five years ago. Dude, both white triples. That's what I'm saying. You're insane, man. I love it. I absolutely oh, love so. it. Yeah, that is wild. That was a scary one for sure. Dude, that's. I was like. I was sitting there. I was like, "Holy fuck! I guess we're going after it." I'm like, "I, I just spend this summer learning some triples." So, but dude, I, yeah. I like it. That's um, good. I got one. What, what, uh, what are you listening to when you ride? What's your go-to stuff Ooh. for riding? Uh, okay, it depends the type of day it is, but it's either ASAP Rocky or oh yeah, can't go wrong. Okay. Around there. You have you have something specific for comps? I always listen to the same song on comp day. I don't know why, yeah. but that was like my I had the same song every yeah, single time. Yeah. What song is it? Uh Money Longer. Ooh. Oh, fair that's enough. A good song. Listen to his song. Oh, I, I've listened to Cotton Eye Joe. 100 percent I'll listen to it for eight hours on comp day. I never listen to it if I'm not on comp day, but if I'm on on yeah. a loop, Cotton Eye Joe. Eight hours of Cotton Eye Joe at all when he's it would get It would get my ADHD just tangling. I'd be so in the zone. I would be ready to just no rip it. <laughs> that was it for sure. That was the, the Cotton Eye Joe. Like I'd get sick of 
listening to the same song. I might sometimes. Dude. Sometimes I'd be listening to Gangster's Paradise if I was in a really like. If I had no polls, I would listen to Gangster's Paradise for sure. And then when it came time to compete, if I was still feeling it, but almost every time it was Cotton Eye Joe for sure. But I didn't listen to it if it wasn't Comp Day, so I had to be in the right mindset for it. I uh, exactly. I uh, tried to. I was looking for a comp like routine or like to get in the right, right mindset because that's like probably one of the biggest things yeah. when it comes to landing yeah. slope runs or yeah. big air tricks. You like being in getting into a comp mindset or whatever and i tried to listen to cotton eye joe for one contest <laughs> let's just say it went horribly wrong didn't work I but didn't, no i didn't land anything it was the worst thing i get it i think i fell off the first rail like halfway down the first Dude, rail. i have i have both earbuds in as loud as it'll go and my coach knew that they'd tell me to drop and i just wouldn't hear them he'd have to come up and do two fists and that's how i knew i had to drop if, as soon as i got the double fist i was like all right i'm going but i because you couldn't hear the, the dude could be talking to me i'd have no idea because I wouldn't be looking at him. I just have my earbuds in and just, just yeah. raging to Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, can... I like it though. I, whenever you see those homies at the top who are like have no idea what's going on, they're just bumping something. Yeah. you're like, heck yeah. I'd just be vibrating. That's what be me, dude. Those like... guys usually do pretty good because they're not like, yeah, you're not super like focused on it. All right, last question, my man. Been asking everybody this. If you've been listening to the podcast, that like you say you have, you know what's coming. Where do you see yourself in yeah. five years from now? Okay, I was thinking about this one today. Uh, you can prepare. Hopefully doing some sort of like video YouTube thing. I mean, not like involved in like hopefully still be skiing and stuff, but like I like to make like YouTube videos of just like stunts, like just crazy stuff, like cliff jumping and stuff like that. That's what just, we like, do. <laughs> Dude, the I... craziest stuff you could think of. Just something insane. I like it. I like it. Skiing's huge, but like, it's not like the thing about skiing is it's not like hockey. You just play hockey. It's like freestyle skiing is like all like body movements, like flipping and balance, and like you trampoline or you cliff jump or you. It's so easy to just incorporate so many other things. Oh, absolutely! Like in the summer, I'm cliff jumping, rope swinging, trampolining, or slacklining like almost all the time. When I'm not working, that's it because I can't ski. In the winter, I'll ski, and I mean, I can't. (laughs) You, unless you're indoors you can't do much of that other stuff but yeah that's no, super that's sick true. man that's sweet. so like, I don't know you're probably very similar to us but like we have the ADHD just comes and flows and shit oh, gets yeah. wild all of a sudden we're up in like a tree like 50 feet trying to like cut down branches with a chainsaw to make a rope swing <laughs> shit like that like I remember I have got ran over by yeah. a boat twice trying to wakeboard holding yeah, onto the side know, of a boat just, dumb I shit like, like that doing like craziest thing you can do and getting that adrenaline so high is just oh yeah the sickest i did that today so that's what you like to do yeah but (laughs) for so you said you want to still be skiing are you still do you still want to be competing are you kind of like skiing for fun and filming at that point are you like because you're only 21 if you're only 16 five years from now you're 21 that's not that old no dude that's my that's younger than me that's younger (laughs) than me like competitively I don't know if like Olympics, if I do well in the Olympics, then for sure you might just maybe t- transfer out of skiing would be a thing, and then go to college and stuff would be awesome. Okay, so you're thinking like, all right, I'm gonna crush it for the next five years, well, maybe. You're kind of like cutting out. Yeah, no worries, dude. Our Wi-Fi here is not great. Um, so you're thinking like, crush it for like the next couple years, maybe hit an Olympics, yeah. hopefully hit an Olympic okay, gold or something. Yeah, hopefully hit like an Olympic gold or something, and then like if that happens, like. You're That's like, it. you know you what? Tired. You're like, I've done it. I, I'm kind of over it. I want to go do something different. That's sick. 
Okay, I get that because we were talking about this too. Like kids, like yeah, you, you. I, Maybe. Yeah, I think we're a little delayed here on the Wi-Fi's, but I think we're good. Are we, are we going? Yeah. Yeah. You can... The Wi-Fi is definitely cutting us. Yeah. Cutting us in and out here. My bad, man. Let me know if you can hear me still. Put on your dash. Yeah, we're yeah. like... All good. Yeah, I can, I can hear you now. Okay, I think it's just a little bit of a... I think it's just a little bit of a delay, which is not... Nothing we can't deal with. Um, all I was saying is like you're thinking like Olympic gold, maybe grab that, and then you're like, yeah. I'm a bounce. Like I, I want, I want to do some other stuff like college, university, that stuff that interests you a lot. Yes. Really. That's what I'm thinking. Huh. That's cool because like different a different approach from most people yeah, that I've heard. Well, yeah, I think if I could go, if I could go to the Olympics and then do well there and then kind of transfer out skiing and go to college and then do that YouTube thing I was talking about just film crazy stuff that yeah. would be like the dream that's sick I, yeah. I really like that I a lot of people that. either can't let go of a sport that definitely they're definitely going to college is something I nice what would you want to go for we'll wait till it transfers through because there's a delay uh, I don't, well I don't really know. I think I just kind of want to. There's not really a lot of money in skiing, so I'd like to have that something is true. Kind of yeah. Do after skiing, if you know what I'm no, man, I totally get it. That's like. That's what I think. Yeah, no, you're right. There's not a lot of money in skiing, especially just contest skiing. For me personally, that's a lot of the reason why I'm branching out into things like doing the podcast, like you're talking about doing YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff, starting other things. Like. I've been, well, like, in the summer I run my own business, kind of, and, like, you have to do other things because, like, skiing does not, especially at the level that I'm at right now, and, like, it, it doesn't pay the bills, and it doesn't it doesn't get you to the point you where you want to be, and it doesn't, it provides you with the freedom of getting to go travel as a young kid and stuff, but in terms of, like, financial freedom and, like, stuff like that, it's not really going to get you where most people would want to be. Yeah. That's super sick, man. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, we're lagging pretty hard here, and we've made it over an hour, dude. This has been an hour, solid hour podcast. So we're gonna, we're gonna end it right here, man. But big thanks to, uh, for you to coming on. Yeah, dude. If you want to give yourself a little shout out before you head out, where can people find you at? Oh yeah, dude. It's an honor to uh, talk with you guys. Yeah, you too, man. Running a heavy delay, but. Uh, follow my Instagram, Troy Podnolsack. Sick. There we go. All right, dude. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man.